I'm Elia Habur for the Beirut Banyan. Today is Thursday. I'm walking around. It's still early in the morning. Not a lot of people are here, but some are still holding their ground in their tents. And I just stopped at the first one in the Martyr Square. So let's start with some basics. If you can please just tell me your name and your age. Hi, so I'm Rami Ali and I'm 37. So Rami, why are you here today? Well, I guess why would I not be here? Uh, I feel like uh, the situation is so bad in the country as a whole that we, we all need to be uh, down on the streets and we need to be protesting uh, the situation that we're in, which is a situation that has gone on for several decades at this point. We're unconstitutional. We're unconstitutional by our own lights as a country. This is like somebody who uh, betrays themselves on a regular basis. They say, I want to do X and they don't do X. That's why I'm here. When you're describing betrayal, is that just we're betraying ourselves when it comes to our representation? So look, our constitution is a set of rules that we uh, have to commit to and we are failing to commit to it. And now if our failure to commit to this set of rules was leading the country uh, in a good direction, then we could uh, you know, just stick with it. But in fact, it's not leading us into a good direction. And there's two ways in which it's doing this. Uh, one way is that it's economic. Obviously, there's uh, lots of people who are right now on the brink of hunger or have reached hunger. And it's one thing for you to be hurt, but it's another thing for your children and your future in general to be hurt. And this is a situation that many people are living in today. The other thing is that the sectarian system, which is an unconstitutional system at this point, is a system that claims to be empowering individual groups, but in fact is sapping them of all of their power. Nobody feels represented. Everybody feels like this is not their Lebanon. And so you have this kind of dual failure. And I have to say, you know, I'm not the guy who's instigating, you know, the going down on the streets. I think that the people who, are, who have instigated this are the people who have really reached a point where they can't go on they just can't go on because they're in financial problems and uh, there's no uh, end in sight so when we're talking about financial problems if we can remember one month ten months even earlier there was the set that was promised as a savior that's gonna save the whole country why do you think it was um, aborted, let's say. People did not wait to see if Sedr was going to happen or not. Wasn't that part of the solution? Why, why do you think it did not pass as easily as it should have? The issue is that we're looking at a situation that is 30 years long, okay? We've received many financial packages from many different international countries and uh, none of these have uh, resulted in an improvement in the situation of the people. All we've seen uh, is the people getting poorer and poorer. So obviously getting an international uh, aid package is not something that is uh, eventually passing to the people. It's staying in the pockets of people who are uh, who lack a conscience, a moral conscience, and I think this is why it doesn't really matter. In fact, they, they shouldn't be giving us any more money because actually they're supporting uh, these uh, powers that are uh, really not interested in the well-being of the people. Anybody can see this, you know, 30 years down the line, you'd have to be pretty stupid, you know, to not see a pattern. Okay, so one of those powers at least was the cabinet. After the cabinet just resigned, how do you feel now about the possibility of reform and change? 
This is one step in multiple steps, and in a way, it's the easiest step because our cabinet uh, resigns left and right. You know, it does anything you know that is insubstantial. What we really need to see is uh, somebody genuine replace this resigned cabinet because it doesn't really matter if it resigned, and we're just going to replace it with uh, more of the same trash that we've seen uh, for the last 30 years. So this is really important that we now replace it with a cabinet that is able to execute certain sorts of reforms. Primary amongst them are economic reforms, uh, an economic plan that is actually a feasible plan to stop the destruction of this uh, country's resources. And finally, to separate the judicial system uh, from this uh, corrupt government so that we can actually fight the corruption. You can't be at the same time the guilty one and the judge on whether you're guilty or not. So talking about this future cabinet that you are putting so much faith in to hopefully put some reforms in, would you be okay that that cabinet would contain, let's say, the same prime minister. Uh, I don't trust our politicians or our government uh, to do anything that's right at this point. And I'm happy that the people are angry and upset. If there is going to be pressure on them to do the right thing, it's not going to come from them because they've shown uh, repeatedly that they lack a moral conscience. And this is not something insignificant. Look, it's not that I think that they're beyond redemption, uh, but I don't think that uh, if they're going to uh, reform themselves, this reformation is going to come from them. Asad al-Hariri, he's lost trust uh, multiple times. In fact, he was never adequate for his job at all. If he had you know, more faith in himself, he would have said, look, my dad's path wasn't my path. I should have never just taken this on. He's clearly not a political figure. So let's say the people who are brought in the new cabinet in some way are actually uh, representative of what you think is change. How do you feel about Riyad Salem staying in place? So look, I just want to push the emphasis away from people and towards action plan, okay? It doesn't really matter uh, in the end who the people are. Uh, why I say we don't need or we don't want Saad al-Hariri or, you know, whoever of this old crowd uh, is because these people have shown repeatedly that they're not trustworthy people. What we need today is not a certain uh, alternative uh, person. Uh, what we need is a plan, uh, a plan that is being enacted by people who are trustworthy and uh, to me uh, all the old crowd is all the old crowd I prefer not to even you know uh, play the game of even naming them I think they all need to be out what's your perspective on the violence that happens the day of the resignation a couple of hours before that I don't particularly want to blame the young men who are on the streets enacting this violence obviously the state has ensured the ignorance and the bigotry of its people by ensuring that the educational system remains uh, not updated the schools the public schools have no good funding that they can remain divided amongst this uh, sectarian system uh, I blame the leaders who are are such poor human beings, you know, and who have such a, a failed insight into what it means to be a genuine human being uh, that they've sent these people down to enact this violence. Uh, these are people who are impoverished people who are clearly under economic pressures uh, to do whatever it is that they're doing. So I don't want to really pin the blame on them. I want to blame uh, the people uh, who are uh, sending them down the street. Uh, look, 
This is this means that this is a, a, a terrorist state. It's a terrorist state first and foremost towards its own people. When you try to enact what you want as a government by bullying, uh, then you're you you failed on all grounds. I mean, all I can say is that it's great that uh, Hariri resigned at the moment that he did because certainly spirits were at an all-time low uh, when we first got attacked at the ring and then had to see our friends who were at downtown uh, have their tents burned and have to flee in fear of people who are in the end you can't even like blame it on them because they're just ignorant and oppressed themselves in fact we're first and foremost fighting for people like them so yeah that's um, I guess how I feel about it um, how do you get your news and how do you feel about those different channels or different methods by which you get your it's kind of hard to say that what's news and what's not news. Look, I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty uh, technologically savvy person, so most of my uh, information comes from the internet. It doesn't come from TV. Uh, when I hear about what happened on TV, I hear it via the internet. Yeah, so that's what I want to say. Do you want me to go into more details? Um, I mean, why do you prefer the internet over the TV in in such a crisis that is so local? Like, it's not an international crisis. It's such a Lebanese crisis, and we have like six, seven, maybe ten channels that are local. Why would you not go through that first? To use Twitter and to use Facebook is to get perspectives from individuals because, you know, as long as you're connected to uh, people who are themselves politically engaged, and I am, uh, then I'm not getting reports from international media. The international media is deeply failing uh, to uh, cover any of this to any extent of accuracy. What I am getting information from is the people who are on the streets. When I'm not on the street myself, I'm getting it from the people who are on the street and they're posting this is how we're I'm using the internet I'm not using like the international media's internet okay so let's flip it around when something is happening on the street and you are on the street how would you communicate that so I guess the most rapid way we're sending out information is using whatsapp uh, groups that's the most rapid way and then I think people are using Twitter to send quick quicker and smaller messages when things get really big you know I will use Facebook um, yeah I'm I'm not on Instagram <laughs> okay that's fair um, my last question would be if you were to look back on this uh, in a year what do you think will be the most memorable of this moment in our history I hope the most memorable moment will be uh, when uh, we have uh, reformed uh, when we have a constitutional state I hope that we reach our end goal I can't aim for anything less than that we reach our end goal because it's a prerequisite of us reaching our end goal that I aim for our end goal. So that's what I would do. Elia Haber, signing off from Martyr Square for the Beirut Banyan.